This week on The Uncommon Truth, it's our 100th episode and we're celebrating. We're continuing our discussion of what it looks like to become a child of God in the kingdom of God. Specifically, what things cause us to stumble on that journey and how can we keep our childlike faith pure? Here's a sneak peek. And if you're following that same train of thought that this is what he's talking about, become humble yourself and become like a child dependent on God. Then anyone who receives someone and helps them become like a child dependent on God, teaches them how to be dependent on God, then they will be great in the kingdom of heaven. These are the exact words. Then it goes on to say what we want to talk about today. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin. So you take a believer, and I remember when I was first saved, I would have walked off the plank knowing God would carry me. I prayed for anything and everything and it happened. And I remember the well-meaning Christians talking me out of my faith. You know, God helps those who help themselves. And all of the other sayings of the 70s that began to pervert my mind, like you're in a born again high, it's gonna fade, it's gonna go away. And everyone I prayed for was healed. And everyone I preached to was saved. And it just went away. I began to believe what they told me. You're listening to The Uncommon Truth, a podcast about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. The Uncommon Truth is a podcast produced by the Father's House Church of Orville, California, and is available wherever podcasts can be found. If you missed an episode or want to share the show with a friend, visit uncommonpodcast.com. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please take a second to leave us a review. That helps us climb the charts so more people can find out about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. If you want to give us your feedback, you can email the show at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com and we'll try to feature your questions and comments in an upcoming episode. Finally, if you're looking to learn more about the Father's House Church, School of Transformation, or Life Recovery Ministries, visit fathershouseoroville.com. And now let's get into The Uncommon Truth. Welcome to The Uncommon Truth. My name is Max Ehrman. I'm here with Stephen Vicky Orsillo, Senior Pastors of the Father's House Church. Hello. Hello. The Uncommon Truth. Senior is right. We've got uncommon <laughs> and we've got truth. You guys can decide who which is one? which. Yeah. I think it applies. Both terms apply to both I of you. I probably am uncommon. He's probably truth. And I'm, me both, huh? You're pretty uncommon. You're pretty, you're pretty uncommon, too. Yeah. Okay. In the Did strange guys... and wonderful relationship where she's strange and I'm wonderful. Oh I don't know gosh. what common and truth works <laughs> oh on that. Gosh. Some but kind of wonderful. Somehow we got to work that out. What's the milestone time. today? So we are recording our 100th episode that's of The Uncommon amazing. Truth. That's amazing. Yeah. And if you didn't think it was going to last, we're still here. Yeah. That's well, amazing. That's, that's the one thing we can control is we can keep putting out. Keep plugging. We can't, we can't make people download. No. They do. But both we... of those people that do seem to enjoy <laughs> Thank it. Thank you. Yeah, those, those two really yeah. love it. Yeah, actually, they must be multiplying because uh, we've got just in just in May and June, we've got people in in Russia, wow. in Romania, Welcome. Canada, U.S., um, U.K. Yeah, wherever, wherever. Thank you, you so tons much. Of, yeah. places, we are so Spain delighted. France. We're so delighted. We love you. Have you tune in? Yeah, we love you. Right so, in. If you're from Russia, right in. We yeah, love you guys. Wherever you're at, South Africa. South as well. Africa. Yes. Um, Barcelona. Barcelona. Is there somebody from Bar- Barcelona? Yeah. I yep. love that's one of my favorite cities in the world. So if you're from some place that's far away from Orville, send uh, anywhere send us an email from Orville, anywhere that's not Orville. Podcast, <laughs> uh, the uncommon podcast at gmail.com. Yep. 
We'd love to hear from you. And Happy we'll, 100th, uh, Max. That's amazing. You've been on every one. I have, I have been on every one. I think we I'm have the not. only one. Yeah. And uh, of we're, we're going audio only today because it's, uh, it's crazy town for us. It's mud we run week. Mud, mud run, run week. week. We are crazy. Yeah. You know, I had to tell Steve what uh, AHOD means. It's a short, short term for all hands, all on, hands deck. on deck. That's I didn't know everybody that. going. And I said, hey, we've got ahod tomorrow so you still want to do the podcast and i thought he was talking to someone else like he said he must he think he's done yeah i've text had to someone captain else. ahab i don't on. know yeah i don't know what ahod L-O-L. is oh l we have a guest yeah. speaker named ahod like, who is this huh? guy my chihuahua was an ahod was the i didn't know there was a holiday called ahod i sort of tried to acronym that thing and i couldn't and I everybody couldn't. over yeah, 60 was, knows exactly what we struggle with all these acronyms i always got to fit what lmao holy and, moly especially uh, that's on, not a good one though no. on social media with all of them i'm constantly trying but you to did when out. i said when i texted you it's the 100th episode you did the 100 emoji he did or me you did well yeah. of course that was great i'm yeah. i'm if there's if there's a contest between tech technical and computer i win every time with steve he's not he doesn't know emojis or those little no. whatever those things are called yeah. but little hundreds. except every time she gets stuck with something i walk up and fix get it get out of here <gasps> that's why we have that's why, why we have are you here. fibbing to all of our never, mass media i never lie <laughs> she has no memory of those things but i never lie he he's full, of, it he's full of brown eyes okay mm. Well, it's really cool to do 100 episodes. Yeah, that's right. Um, Are we talking all the way back, huh? Yeah, all the way back. And it's interesting because when people find a new podcast, they want to go back and listen to the first episode. And the first episode is way different. Is it really? Well, I mean, it, it was. We we're just kind of. Yeah, we wanted to. Wasn't it just me and you? It was. It was you and I. And then, um, and I remember that I, you were an hour late because I showed you the wrong, wrong time. <laughs> And I still wasn't ready for you because I hadn't fixed something. And I was like, man, I should text him and let him know he's late. But I didn't because I still am not God. ready. And I just don't want him just sitting here looking at me as oh. I'm trying to You know that out. old saying he's that good if a tree that. falls in the woods, no one's there to hear it? Did yeah. it really make any sound? If you tell me the wrong time, am I really late? No, you weren't oh, late. Okay. <laughs> you weren't no, he late. he said he was. I know. It was... Uh, yeah, that was nerve wracking, and now it's uh, now we're just drinking coffee and sitting around the table and had guest Stephanie speakers and, house, mm-hmm. so. and Vicky brings all this life to the party. You and I, oh, yeah. you and I are like just two very solemn, serious. Well, this is what we're talking about, and Vicky comes in and makes us just laugh, and yep, ar- yeah. she argues with me constantly, and I was, puts all kinds it's of real life, life right? It. I was envisioning yeah, just like every day for episode two hundred. <laughs> what do you think we could get some sponsors like um, Richards in Spokane? Could you know send okay. In- so, so I just got to tell you that I was on a website yesterday looking at restaurants in Spokane, and Richard's on third is at, in the top forty of restaurants. I was going to take a picture and send it to Joe. Oh, it's, a, it's yeah. a Joe. There's no one in Spokane doesn't know Dick's hamburgers. Dick's hamburgers okay. that I know well, of. That I maybe in met. the next hundred episodes we'll get big enough. We'll go up there and do a live. Yeah, we could yeah. on the road. I will break my carb diet when we well, get you, to Spokane because so, <laughs> I'll go directly to Dick's and Whammies. have some number ones. Oh, number with, ones with uh, tartar sauce. Yeah, there you go. I mean, and I'm you guys you. are going up there soon. We're going to be doing some some uh, Zoom style uh, podcast, so you'll you'll hear a different audio quality. We'll do It'll one be... from. We'll actually do one from Dick's. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> no, try it. No, I'm putting my foot down. I think no, we'll actually. I, I was actually thinking about listening on the road trip to all hundred. Start uh, back in the yeah, beginning. Yeah, of course, and Steve will just want to listen to him, probably. I do. And so yeah. we we used to have lots yeah. of different. Yeah. Every we, once in a while, I need some good advice, so I listen to me, right? <laughs> yeah. 
Isn't that what you do? He's not kidding. Do you ever go like, they're always teasing me about talking to myself and I look at them and go, well, who else am I going to talk to? (laughs) Who else should I listen to? I mean, I try. It'd be weird to talk to someone And I am really kidding. Please do not take me serious. I said the other day to a guy, I'm doing awesome. And he got offended with me and called me arrogant. And he asked me, how are you doing? Awesome. (laughs) Oh, you're so arrogant. I went, I looked at him like, what? What? How did we get from how you doing to I'm arrogant? I'm doing awesome. That's amazing. I am. Praise the Lord. That's good. So 100 episodes. (laughs) Well done, Max. It's been been really cool. We've had a great time sitting with you. I really enjoyed it too. Mm, It's been nice. It's been like coffee with Max. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I get. I think I get the better end of the deal. But oh, you're awesome. Um, yeah, we actually do have coffee today, thanks to Starbucks. our local. Two, we're two Starbucks town, so that's amazing. <sighs> is that I went to weird? both of them today. Is that weird? It is weird. We, we've growing. lived here for 28 years with no Starbucks. <laughs> I mean, like, and then I think we're the last town in America that didn't yeah, have a Starbucks. Yeah, last town in America <laughs> that didn't have a Starbucks. They said, well, okay, how about Orville? We have no place else to go. And every coffee shop in town just groaned a loud groan when someone said, hey, they're bringing a Starbucks. And every right. coffee shop went, oh. I couldn't Starbucks even get out of friends. either parking lot today because yeah. of the, the drive throughs But Praise the Lord. We're uh, we're continuing our season uh, season three, which is the kingdom of heaven is like, and we've been going through trying to pay special attention to when Jesus shares parables, and says the kingdom can be compared to, or I tell you the kingdom is like, and we got into one last week, where it's actually the disciples is Matthew eighteen the first few verses, the disciples actually asked like who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom, and so last week if you did, if you missed it we talked about. Jesus saying you need to become like a little child to be the greatest in the kingdom. And that that was a really good discussion. Definitely want to check in on that one if you missed it. But there's a little bit extra at the end that we didn't have time to get to. And it's too, I think it's too important to skip over. And so uh, Luke and I, when we were talking about what, what do we need to get your wisdom on? He said, we got to go back to this one. And I agree. I agree. So, um, so I'm going to just read the the verses here and and we'll talk about them so this is matthew 18 verses 1 through 6 and i put them in steve's favorite translation the new american there you go come on but you don't be don't be afraid if you're on a different one at home you know steve's looking at you through his microphone um (laughs) (laughs) okay make things up (laughs) at that time the disciples came to jesus and said who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven And he called a child to himself and set him among them and said, Truly I say to you, unless you change and become like children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. So whoever will humble himself like this child, he is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believes in me to sin, it is better for him that a heavy millstone be hung around his neck and that he be drowned in the depths of the sea. And uh, one one thing before we get move on i i just realized steve said this uh the other day in class is the the kid is still sitting on jesus's lap when he's talking about people being drowned in the ocean wow. so that's, that's <laughs> a little bit like oh that's okay. <laughs> sitting that's with true. the kid on yeah. his lap and kids know. can handle reality yeah, well they can yeah and today we try to teach him a different so yeah, where do good. we start with this so one of the things is just this confusion when i explain this in church or in anywhere they people just go that just clears so much up for me the idea i talked about last week of you are you become like a little child in dependence to him 
but then you become his instrument. He sends you to the byways and highways to do the adult work of inviting. You're the worker in the kingdom. You're the laborer in the vineyard. You're the bridesmaid at the wedding. You're the guest at the wedding, but you're also the child in his lap. Mm. And who's going to be great in the kingdom? Then he goes on to who's not going to make the kingdom. Mm. Unless you do this, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. See, just as important to me as the kingdom of heaven is like is how many times he says you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Wow. Paul the apostle does the same thing. Anyone who does these things. I think we monumentally and colossally ignore this phrase all through the new covenant. And it spells out something that ought to cause us just a little bit of fear. Mm. I hear people all the time talk about their upbringing made them religious or guilt-ridden or shame-covered, you know, because someone told them these things were wrong. And the one thing we're not telling people's wrong is the most important thing. Wow, that's good. Becoming independent. We talk about smoking, drinking, sex. We talk about all the wrong decisions, and I'm not belittling that. That's big. you got to tell that. But we don't talk about the fact that what he's talking about here is dependent on God so good. for everything. If you want to go and buy insurance, there are insurance salesmen going to churches because it's a great market. Mm. Annuity salesmen, savings, uh, college preparation for your children, um, Everything it takes to be able to make sure that you can, the world system can take care of you and you do not have to rely on God about the growth of money and what the reason for growth of money is so that you're taken care of in your old age. The medical benefits and insurance being the most highest thing on earth and we're promoting them. Is it evil to have health insurance? I don't think so, but to teach people to rely on it like you're doomed. We have foreigners here from social medicine countries, and they're all afflicted with the same thing. It's almost terrorizing to think of getting injured in America. Mm-hmm. Now, Yos, our video guy, and one of our new students have both been injured in this last month. Yeah, and Yos was my fault. I'm sorry. I got yeah, introduced and, him to rugby. And, and they got injured, and there was this great fear. Well, Yos has been here a while and talked to me many times. When he first got here, he was paranoid. Later on, he started to trust that what I was saying was true. And he was fine. Not trusting in the system, but trusting in Jesus. Jesus. And the system came through for him. Mm And as an indigent adult, he got taken care of because he has no assets. And he didn't mean to get hurt. And so trusting in the Lord, you're going to be okay. Whether... And who knows what's going to rise up and take care of you. But this scripture is all about depending on your, on something other than God. So it's the world system Mm. The Jesus said, the prince of this world is coming and he has nothing in me. And if I want to be like Jesus, I got to look at this, you know, if the world system, if, if the government is my daddy or my uncle Sam, and it's my go-to for everything I need, then what do I need God for? And even though you and I at this table and the people listening, we know we, sh- we are supposed to go to God, but what's our message to the world? What's our message to the new convert? What's our message to the person teetering between being a child in God's lap and, and being responsible for their own future? Hmm. When this says, if you're responsible for your own future, when you, if you're going to be dependent on yourself, you are not going to enter the kingdom of heaven unless you are like a child. 
And if you're like a child, you're going to be great in the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. Now, if you receive a child, it says, it follows up in verse uh, five, whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. And if you're following that same train of thought that this is what he's talking about, become humble yourself and become like a child dependent on God. Then anyone who receives someone and helps them become like a child dependent on God, teaches them how to be dependent on God, then they will be great in the kingdom of heaven. These are the exact words. Then it goes on to say what we want to talk about today. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin. Wow. So you take a believer, and I remember when I was first saved, I would have walked off the plank knowing God would carry me. Mm. I prayed for anything and everything, and it happened. And I remember the well-meaning Christians talking me out of my faith. You know, God helps those that help themselves. And all of the other sayings of the 70s that began to pervert my mind. Like, you're in a born-again high. It's going to fade. It's going to go away. And everyone I prayed for was healed. And everyone I preached to was saved. And it just went away. I began to believe what they told me. And I I fear for those people because I was a believer. I I was a man who walked in faith that God took care of everything. I one time during that season drove a car 300 miles on empty. And just kept waiting for it. My thing was, well, when it pulls over, he gave me feet before he gave me wheels. And I just, you know, we didn't we didn't plan right. We put ourselves in a sticky wicket and he will just leave the car and we'll come back and get it. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll t- you know, we'll live the adventure in front of us. And we never ran out of gas. And we just were marveled at that and um, had so many things during that season that were so clear. And yet well-meaning Christians are the ones that talked us out of believing that. And I don't know how I lost that. But I began, the first sin of my life was to, to stop believing that he takes care of me in everything like my daddy would take care of me if when I was a baby. Mm. My daddy would never set me down on the side of the freeway and leave me stranded. And neither would God. And I believed. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it is better for him that a heavy millstone be hung around his neck and that he be drowned in the depths of the sea. In the other verse... In, in uh, Luke, it says, woe to you if you cause one of these to stumble. Mm-hmm. And that woe can't be a good thing, right? Okay. And the better, th- it would be better for you if a millstone were hung around your neck. I, I'm, I fear for the people who have a religious belief in Jesus and not a dependency because these verses are so absolutely clear that he's talking about dependency. He's talking about reliance on God as your father and being a child, a helpless, I am helpless in the spirit. My woe, my, my force against me, my enemy is invisible. How in the world would I ever defend myself against an invisible enemy? Unless the strong man in me can see the enemy, knows the enemy, and my daddy can beat your daddy, (laughs) right? So if I am not filled with the Holy Spirit, that enemy is going to woe me into the sea with a millstone. But if my daddy lives inside of me and has made my home his home in me, and I believe in Jesus Christ, and I'm dependent on him, and I curl up in his arms and say, this world will defeat me without you, but with you, I am safe, and I am secure, and I am well-fed and taken care of, and I won't worry about that. Um, if, if that's the case... Then, then I'll be great in the kingdom of heaven. If it's not the case, 
then the bet it would have been better for me to be thrown in the sea and lost. What he's saying is, if we if you could be lost and God couldn't find you, that'd be better because you're not going to be okay to pervert the belief of mm. people who believe in me. And he's not just talking about children. He's talking about young Christians, kind of the way I was perverted. And I don't judge any of those people that don't did you think that. It's all Christ, like all Christians that if you can be perverted off your faith. I mean, if someone comes along and, and their faith is weak and you cause them to have, you know, even more, yeah. more weakness. I take that very, very seriously. seriously. Me too. In my church, I always teach and people just, oh my goodness, giving wise. They, they do try to say all kinds of things of their reason not to give. And I say, listen, if I were you, and I don't get to judge, but I'm telling you from what I read, I think everybody should give a dollar more than they can afford. You should always put yourself in a position to need God to take care of you. And it's not spending it on your favorite thing for you. It's not, I'll spend it all because God will take care of me. No, it's, I will give it to others, taking no benefit from it, and then watch God take care of me anyway. Hmm. And I think I would recommend that to anybody to always give more than you can afford. The most common answer to me when I ask, do you tithe? And I don't want to get into tithing right now, but I say, do you give 10% of your money? Oh, I can't afford to do that. <laughs> it's like can't you can't to. afford not to because you want to put yourself in a position where you're a little child and can't do it Good. on your own. You just can't do it on your own and watch what he does. Good. It's shocking once people buy into that. We're sitting in somebody's house right now that is started out the first day she heard me say this she was almost angry and wanted to move back to canada but through the discussion said we said we'd trust steve let's try it mm -hmm. and they tried it and now here she is 14 years later just an absolute proponent like there's no chance on earth i wouldn't live this way mm -hmm. because you see that he just takes care he of does you. when they looked at it then they drove an old car and by the time Jordy passed away, they had two new cars. I mean, yeah. it just, life just envelops in front of you with this massive blessing that you go, I don't deserve this. I'm not owed this, but he does it anyway. Now you think of a baby in your lap. Why do they deserve all the blessings you give them? They don't. You give it out of your pure love for them. You do all for your babies out of pure love for them. And you have to see that he does all of this out of pure love for those who trust him. Hmm. Anyway. Well, that was a lot, wasn't it? That, that was. was, that was long, yeah, how long was that? <laughs> uh, Steve was right. I, got, I forgot to get him decaf this morning. <laughs> you know, I, I'm just, um, you have to look at the second part of that scripture. We, you know, it was really important to, to look at the bottom of that scripture where it says it would be better for a heavy millstone to be hung around your neck. And the, the charge for us is to become like our children in the Father. And, you know, and it, Jesus takes these things very seriously. The, it's, at the beginning it says, um, truly I say to you, unless you're converted, okay, so number one, you have to be converted, which means you're, a conversion is like you go from something to an, something else. It's yep. like when you have a transformer car, they're converted to, you mm -hmm. know, to a big, big Hulk or, a or something. Or convertible, you know, and then it says, and and become like children. So there's two th two things going on, is that you really need to number one be converted, meet Jesus first, mm -hmm. and ask him to be the Lord of your life. And then it's like then he really becomes your father. And you, like you know, our kids, you just look at your kids if you have them, they don't worry and strive. They know right. the food will be there. And it's like to become like a child with Jesus. And even with the money thing, what Steve is talking about. 
I'm shocked at how he keeps all of his ducks in, in a row. That's that's God, Jesus, in my life. I just, I've, I've had 42 years of being converted and him being my father. And every day it's more and more as, as I realize that he's God and I'm not. He's the father and I'm not. But, the, you know, then, but if you don't do that, it's better than a millstone be put on, around your neck and thrown into the ocean. That means you die. That means no help is coming. If there's a millstone, a concrete millstone around your neck, you ain't going nowhere but yeah. down. And there's uh, even the smallest millstones, you're not... You're going down. Yeah. You, if you have a bag of rocks in your pocket in the ocean, you're going down. And even the fact that you're going down and not up is, is I think, is, is really um, a significant, you know, mm-hmm. visual picture is that it's taking you down to the depths of the ocean. And um, Jesus's words in Matthew are just, if you just read one book, it'd be Matthew and, and how you should live. And I just think um, Christians need to get back to the first love yeah, a lot of us just need to get back to the pure gospel of Jesus Christ. And I think if you when you read when you read the New Testament, especially Matthew, it's so evident what he wants you to do. It's not it's not hyperboles, it's not smoke and mirrors. He clearly says how to get to heaven. You know, he says I um you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, but we want to do all things through us who th- strengthens us. Mm. We want to do everything on our mighty right arm. We want to be adults. And it's like the total opposite of the gospel. We need to become incredibly dependent on Jesus Christ and and his power, his control. And I just think if I can if I can beg anyone that's listening is go back to your first love. When you first got saved, go ask the Lord to take you back there. Start reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in context and see what Jesus really says to every person who needs to be converted and how he talks to the religious leaders. It'll scare the it'll scare H-E-L-L right out of you. It's, mm. it's, it's so clear that a child on his lap can understand it. And what's, you, know, you said something really significant is that the, the child was still sitting on his lap when he was talking about this. When, he, when Jesus is talking about this, this whole woe, he goes on to woes and stuff, the child is literally sitting, mm. still sitting on his lap. Yeah. Can you imagine that kid talking about the millstone and mm-hmm. woe to you if your hand and your in your eye and the kid you know I can't even imagine the kid looking at him like oh mommy mommy <laughs> this man but well, he didn't one thing's clear is that children are there they're all even over. if it's yeah. not on his lap they're still around and he goes in to cut off your hand and pluck out your Can eye. Can you imagine it's like a horror yeah. story? Yeah, they weren't trying to protect their kids from ugly looking th- ideas. No. They were trying to teach them truth, and truth, so that they grew up understanding dependence. And on we don't God. do that anymore. I think that we have so homogenized the gospel in 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 america and in the first world countries that we homogenize it too much because we're afraid of fire and brimstone because a lot of people grew up in the 40s and 50s were just fire and brimstone but i think i'd rather fire and brimstone than not know the truth and have a millstone that's right so so what are some of the things that are causing us as christians to stop being dependent on on jesus you fear, talked about you fear. talked about like independence but yeah some other like concrete practical stuff, things so, so you're, things that you're either we are we're in danger of causing other people to uh, sin or const- we're in danger of stumbling ourselves everywhere from childhood to adulthood in every age group possible I can't go to a pharmacy window without them trying to get me to take a flu shot, take all these things. Do I want this? Do I want that? My my emails are full of warnings about things and, and offers of, you know, longevity and memory coming back. And, and we're so afraid to get old and we're so afraid to die and we're so afraid to be sick and an invalid. Or no money. And, and then we're so afraid of poverty and yeah. we're so afraid. I mean, we are sold fear on every level of every kind. That's right. And we're told we're we're bad constantly 
you know, that we don't. No, we're told we're victims. Victims. Yeah, we're, victims, we're victims all the time. It's a victim mentality. We either are told we're victims or we're told we're the victimizer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so there's this. True. So it, what I'm describing today is the college level attack on faith. But where it starts is a kindergarten level of just being afraid and you got to learn to save your pennies and you got to learn to you can't give it away because you might need it later and 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 then you know the american dream for us in america and i'm sure every culture has its own version of uh, make sure you're not left out Mm -hmm. and it just leaves the the god will take care of you i think it's a funny uh I think it's funny part of the Old Testament that is seldom talked about is that the whole experiment with Israel from day one to day to today is will a country depend on God? Israel today, I don't think they depend on God like they were supposed to back in the days of Moses mm-hmm. and the days of Abraham. When it was spelled out, when the law was given, when the prophets came and talked, their whole experience experiment was would a nation after being having the sea parted having the clouds shade them having the sun warm them having their enemies killed yeah. without battle being in fights with spears and knives they had zero casualties mm-hmm. battle after battle of zero casualties would they depend on him and of course a guy takes gold and hides it under it's the first guy that says i'm going to save it for me wow and things go the wrong way mm-hmm. they go down the road and they do what's evil in the sight of the Lord. And he sends them a deliverer. He sends them Samson. He sends them all these guys, Benaniah, all the people, all the deliverers of Israel that came and, and saved them from their sin. And it says, again, they did what was evil. Mm-hmm. And again, they did. And every one of their evils was based on flesh, on getting, you know, paid, control, control power, until they finally go to God and they say, we want a king so we look, look like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And if you read that story, you can tell that God, almost God's feelings are hurt. <laughs> you need a king. What about me? You have yeah. me. Have you seen <laughs> what these kings do to these people, yeah. how they lord it over them? You want a king when you have me? I give you manna when you're hungry. I mm-hmm. give you water when you're thirsty. I bring you blessings. I made you the most powerful country on earth. Mm-hmm. I, I, I reserved a place for you to live flowing with milk and honey and nothing's good enough. You have to always want something other than me. And in the end, he let them have a king and it turned out kings didn't work out so well for them until the time of Jesus when they finally are just, uh, they're a pretty miserable country by the time Jesus comes. They've been, they've been under lock and key from the Romans. They've been under tyranny so many times, Mm -hmm. the Maccabees and all the stories of, of their oppression and their battles and their loses and their, their harvest failing and the locusts eat and God went silent on them. And it's all because of the failed experiment of, will you depend on me as a nation? And they wouldn't. So this verse today in the new covenant is the new experiment of individuals. He says, anyone. So now we've reduced it from a nation to each individual having the same very test that Israel had over a period of 30 centuries. Would would they trust in him? Hmm. He showed them they could. He fed them, clothed them, warmed them, cooled them. He He killed their enemies, wiped out their enemies, protected them, 
amazing stories. Tons and tons of amazing stories. You and I, do you have examples in your life where God came through? And when you do, does it then translate into your future to be like a child and say, he's always taking care of me. I have no reason to question that he will. Mm-hmm. Then the test is for you. Will you trust him? He's taking care of you. Will he do it again? Or do you need the government or the education or the financial backing or the insurance or the you name it? Do you need your country to cover you? Or is your God good enough? Hmm. Is God your father? Someone you can sit in his lap and say, I trust you. Whatever, come what may. I believe in eternal life. I believe that when we die, our spirit leaves our body and lives forever. So will he take care of me? The test is here on earth. He says, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven if you do not humble yourself and become like a child. And he's talking strictly and totally about will you trust in him to take care of you, cover you, protect you. If I get sick, I accept it as his will. If I die, I will still love him. And a little child, I'm in his hands. And if I prove true, he sends me out to do adult work. When I'm done with my adult work, I come back jump back in his lap and totally depend on him for the work and for the provision. Mm. And I think the test is today, the same as Israel, that I don't say, I want I want my own thing, Lord. I, I want you to come and bless my own thing. That's, good. that's not that's not what he's that's not, he's promising that won't work. He's absolutely saying it in plain English <laughs> that you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. And if you do this, you will definitely be great in the kingdom of heaven. It's good. I um, Practically speaking, in, in, there was a lot of practicality in that, but um, Satan, it's said that he comes to kill, rob, and destroy. And I believe the way he comes to kill, rob, and destroy practically is in our world system. And the belief system that Steve talked about is it's all around us. And the fear and the victimness of our lives from the time, like he said, we were, child, we're children, we're taught this, even from well-meaning parents, you know, save it for a rainy day, you know, and go to college and mm-hmm. that's your, you know, that's, you know, be famous, be the best quarterback, be the best, you know, of this and that. And it's really the upside down kingdom is that that's not really what he values. Mm-hmm. He values, if you want to be great in God's kingdom, be the servant of all. He, you know, it's it's the, the, the last shall be first and the sh- first shall be last. And it's like in our kingdom, practically, it's it's like who can acquire the most? Mm-hmm. Who do we look to? It's the movie stars. Who do we look to? It's the it's the LeBron James. Who do we mm-hmm. look to? It's the icons. And you look behind their 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 life, and it's like just misery yeah. lots of times. But that's what we that's what the world is telling us that we want and mm-hmm. we need. And Christianity, like Steve said, we put our faith in all kinds of things besides Jesus. And it's like woe to us, you know. It's like and and I, we're not we're not by any any stretch of the imagination immune to the steve and i we're we're always i mean this is like a beast that comes after you all the time if you own a tv you are constantly assailed with just fear and paranoia just listen to one um cymbalta commercial about the side effects i mean they go on for 10 minutes about the side effects and they're in the prescriptions every prescription goes on for 10 minutes and there's so many there's so much anxiety christian kids are getting have anxiety now christians have anxiety now (laughs) and it's like it's like you know we just need to get back It, it will be alleviated if you fall in love with jesus again come back to your first love fall on your face and say I just need you to be my Lord, and I need to just listen to you for a while. Turn off for a while. Turn off the TV. 
turn off the radio and just listen to Jesus. And it's such an upside down kingdom. Everything is yes and no. And he says it, like I said before, so clearly. So practically speaking, I believe it's a world system and it's alive everywhere. And I think it's way more alive in the first world countries than it is in the third world countries way more. because they have to depend on Jesus. You know, when I was when I was ministering in Africa, I had to depend on Jesus because I had nothing. Mm-hmm. All of my my fail safes, I didn't have any. So the fact is, I, I it was Jesus or nothing. So, but in America, man, it's it's it, Jesus is like, it's not even the top ten of where we go to. Yeah. You know, like you said, we go to the pharmacy, we go to the insurance, we go to the TV, we go to you know, we go to Siri. Siri is way more. I mean, she's way more talked to than Jesus is. <laughs> hey Siri, you know, yeah. I talked to Siri probably in a day more than I talked to she's Jesus. Listening right now, right she now she's she actually is. Did you guys hear that? <laughs> Ooh, that's freaky. Anyway, there you go. Little freaky. Yeah. There yeah. you go. We, Siri is back listening. Back to uh, our April episode where we told Vicky that Apple was listening to every podcast. Apple, Apple, Apple. She, you guys are horrible. She tagged Apple and she actually believed us that Apple. You're was Horrible. Down. Because I believe so. See, I have a You're childlike like a child. faith. I believed you guys <laughs> she because trusted you told you, me. Max. I trusted my husband and Max stumble. and Luke. And you guys were like, I was like a child you sitting in Jesus' lap. Max. And, and I prayed for Apple. That was even great. <laughs> you did. You did the right thing. You're like, bless them, Lord. Bless you guys felt even horrible. Even if they cancel us. And that's when we said, actually. Yep. And he had fools. to bring it and back bless up. bless Apple. Yeah. So in this thing, it says this. It says, woe to the person whom the stumbling block comes and jumps right into if your hand causes you or your foot causing you to sin. Cut it off. I've always talked about the idea was not to lose your hand or your foot. It was to lose the sin. But what he's really talking about here in Matthew is lose the person that's causing you to Mm. sin. Cut yourself off from people who cause you to lose your trust in the Lord. Find a community of faith. When Jesus had a blind man brought to him in Bethsaida, the blind man wasn't looking to be healed, and the community was called the city of unbelief. Mm. And they were looking for him to perform, to prove who he was. And Jesus took the guy by the hand and took him outside the city because the first time he prayed for him, it failed. Unbelief. Took him outside the city and got him away from unbelief, cut him off from his city, and he healed him of his blindness. And I think that the the people around us, the community we live in that's telling us really to trust in anything but God and giving us all these excuses why, why we need to have all this world apparatus in faith, in place. It says in verse 7, woe to the world because of its stumbling blocks. Whoa. And its inevitable stumbling blocks will come, but woe to the person through whom they come. Wow. And I say, um, be careful. I mean, look around you and see what is calling you every week, reminding you, trust in the Lord, trust in the Lord. We try to make our offerings and, you know, people get offended. It's all about money. We'll burn the money. We'll yeah. make a little fire and burn it for you. So bring your cash so to you church we're not, we're not and say, using it. I want to give this to the Lord and make an offering to the Lord, but I don't want you to have it. Well, bring it to me and we'll make a little fire and burn it so I can <laughs> prove to you that it's not for me. I don't want it. I want you to determine that you want to live by faith and I want you to sacrifice to live by faith. And I'm going to call you to it and call you to it and call you to it because I don't want to be a stumbling block. Mm-hmm. Living by faith is dependency on God. And we can say this through this podcast a hundred times and we wouldn't have said it enough. Dependency on God, depending on him for your day, depending on him for the tasks that you're assigned to. What is my job? What are my benefits? I depend on God for everything. 
I don't want to put myself in a place where I'm dependent on something. And I want to depend on him one way or the other. And I know my wife said to me one time when, we, when the economy's crashing back in the 08, 09 time, she said when we were losing so many properties and everything and the risk of losing our house was upon us, first she was upset, like freaked out. And then all of a sudden she got a grip on herself and said, no, you know, this is, this is the walk with the Lord. She said, I'm with you to me. She said it to me. I'm with you. And if we live under a tree, we live under a tree together. Nothing empowered me more. I've never felt more love, more acceptance, more commitment. And so when I say to the Lord, yeah, you can burn my house down. I'll, I, I'll live in a trailer. I'll live in a, under a tree. Mm-hmm. I imagine it's I very much. I, I imagine it's the same thing as when my wife said to me, I'm with you. So whatever, wherever we go, we go together and we live under a tree. Then this is the plan God had for us. Then that's such a trust in me and my faith and my walk and my life. And uh, take it, now apply that faith to God. And it's like the same thing. We whether, trust in you. We it's it's tr- exactly what he's saying here. No, if you do this, you'll be great in the kingdom of heaven. Her and I did that with the Lord. Hey, it's just a house. Let's, mm. What do you want us to do? Be rebuild or not rebuild? Yeah. And it's just a house. And so we went about the business of rebuilding because we felt he led us to. But our thing was, we got to live in a trailer forever. We got to live in a garage. We got to live outside. We're going to shower outside. It, there was no resistance to any of that in either one of us. And I think we qualified at least for that season <laughs> as people who were like little children. Just, hey, your will, not ours. Where are we going, Jesus? And I think that in every case, I think life and death and disease and 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 provision and security in the in the old age and benefits and all of those things if you start depending on them all the way if they're what you trust in then you're going to begin to diminish your faith in him and i think that it's so incredibly important that anyone who's telling me to stop believing in jesus christ to tr- stop trusting in god's favor to stop trusting in his provision to stop trusting that he's going to take care of me and trust anyone that's doing that. I need to move them off from, from being a voice in my ear mm-hmm. and a voice in my heart. Certainly they can be across the screen. I mean, like Paul said, I'm not talking about those outside the church. I'm talking about those inside the church. And that's what Paul said. You've got to resist this inside the church, but not outside the church. You've got to go to them and let them be who they are and preach the gospel, it's hoping good. to bring them inside the church. Mm-hmm. And of course the church is not a building. It's a right. body. And, uh, Hopefully that's understood. I think, you know, like I just had somebody recently um, that um, a loved one was passing away, and he said, you know, I'm really mad at God. I'm going to have a hard time believing in God um, if she should pass. And it's like, I don't know. I don't I think I want to be that person. I want to just, uh, where are we going, God? What are yeah. we doing today? Yeah, what's up? You know, today, last night, Jesus took um, Steve's mom home last night, and it's like we should be celebrating, and we are, you know, and it's yeah. like he's God, I'm not. He's a father, I'm the child. Let's go. Where are we going today? Mm-hmm. And and honestly, the responsi- it takes the responsibility off us in some ways. Of course, we're responsible for our actions and, who, and what we believe. It's not like, okay, I can live like however I want. It's actually a freedom. It's it's like when you your you know when you you guys decide to go on a road trip, your kids just get in the car and you they, yeah. you don't they don't know where you're taking them. They're not asking about what snacks. No, or they're just saying, are we, there, really are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Every five minutes, but they're going. Yeah, they're going. They're going. You're they're totally taken care of, yeah. and that's where I want to get to. I am not there. I am a journey. I, I'm a, on a journey, and by the time I see him, I hope I am there. Mm-hmm. Like you know that I've given my my whole life, my mind, my body, my soul, my actions 
every thought to him, I'm not there. We're, we're still going. We're still learning. We've had some incredible milestones that kind of was like a litmus test for us yep. to say, you know what? We, I, think we've, I think we've passed that test we've for that period in our life. I think we did okay. But that's, not, that's just yesterday. What does today bring? And what does tomorrow bring? Because he says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. So that means just because I passed in 2017 doesn't mean I just passed in 2021. It just is every day further up and farther in. It's like no, no runner gets surprised unless until he crosses a finish line. We have not arrived. Steve and I have not arrived. We've had some victories. We have some defeats. Hopefully we'll have more victories than we have defeats. But every day it's further up and farther and becoming right. like a child. Where are we going today, God? You're our father. You yeah. are our father. And uh, one thing I was thinking as both of you guys were talking and we've been talking about the kingdom of heaven that is like. that is within us, yes. the, the king that's within us that Jesus chose to live in us. And then there's, there's you know, we can think about heaven and we can think about the new age to come. That's right. We're having meet earth. But it's really hard to have that dependent relationship with jesus if you don't know that he's living inside you absolutely you've got to know that and so you know you can go like i think about this sometimes like i pray for strength or i pray for peace or i pray for comfort or i pray for you know provision but it's it's good to just stop and think well why don't i just pray for him to be with me because him with me if he's the god who is god the provider god the strength Mm-hmm. God, the peace, you know, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Yeah, like, if, he, if he's just with me, then then by his character and his nature in me, then I can depend on, on him. I That's don't right. have to just ask, hey, I just want this part of you, or I just right. want you to do this for me. Christ think, in you, the hope of glory. I think that's where we get mixed up is we, we some of us are, we think we're doing it right, right? We yeah. think we're, okay, well, I'm, I'm doing what Jesus would want me to do or um, you know maybe Jesus wants me to do this or that or save up for tomorrow or depend yeah. on on this thing put this good thing in my life maybe I should just depend on this and you miss out on actually you can have a relationship with him yep right here right now Christ that takes that is so real and and we're talking about sin and and mm-hmm. avoiding sin but we didn't get into that nitty-gritty of like do this don't do this <laughs> because when he's there it's like, why would I need to right. go for these other things? I've got comfort. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've 100%. Got you, peace. You're I've got seldom strength, tempted right? when you really live with him. He's with me. Mm-hmm. Seek ye I, first, right? Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. You're seldom tempted when you're aware yeah. of that, when you're mindful of it. Yeah. And I... I the, I just forgot what I was going to say. Well, it's, it's, to me, it's like, seek ye first yeah. the kingdom of God inside of you, and all these things shall be added unto you. you it changes everything. Right. It, it's changed the way I pray. The other day... You know, we, were, we prayed for somebody, and we asked the Holy Spirit to come. Like, what What do you want to pray? Because we were so frustrated. And it was like, oh, my gosh, he gave us a revelation, a download. And it's, like, so different than the way we would pray outwardly. So it's a Christ in you. It's really, and, and if you're out there, and yeah. it's realizing that pray. you ask Jesus into your life, Christ in you, it changes everything. If you just stop and say, Holy Spirit, how do you want to pray again? You know, mm-hmm. or take, like you said, taking him, recognizing that you have him in you. And it's like, where are we going today? And it's really a a freeing way of living. Yeah, I think dependence on God. And this is what I was going to say that I forgot. I I helped Um, you. You know, there's two two sides of it. Like Vicki, letting the Holy Spirit pray through you. If you're mindful of that every day, you you stay dependent on God. But the other thing is we have around 100 people dependent, you know, living us with us and walking with us in ministry. And um, 
I mean, we're fully engaged and all, all the people here are every day, all day long, for whatever reason, they're de fully dependent in, on this ministry team and on each other. And we all need each other and we all work together. But my job almost constant, it is almost constant, is people come into me to tell, them, tell me their situation and ask my advice. And in almost every case, they're trying to explain their situation as to how they pull this off, living in faith versus depending on the world. And when you break it down, now they never say those words, it's how I see life based on, and it's because of verses like this and a hundred others. And my most common advice, and it's so funny because they even know it's coming, is why don't we just trust, don't Jesus? We just trust Jesus? Why don't we just trust the Lord and watch? Let's put ourselves in a position where we're not sinning, that our hope and our dream, we kind of want that car, and let's just make sure our heart is right, that the Holy Spirit is saying, get that car, and then watch how we get it. Even though no circumstance, you know, you want to go make it happen on your own, but you can't because you'd be sacrificing your ministry, and you want that position or you want this ideal well, why don't we just step back, let what Vicky said, let the Holy Spirit work in us and, and reveal the truth and what he wants. And then once he wants it, we know what he wants. Let's just step back and say, let's watch just trust in the Lord. Watch him do it. And watch it happen. And let's not keep trying to make it happen. Yeah, that's good. With these, it and, they, and they honestly sit down and they tell me how, how to do it. That I have this in front of me. And, and so often... I say, well, why don't we just trust in the Lord? And they just get a smile on their face because they, uh, I think I'll just trust in the Lord. Yeah. And nine times out of 10, 99 out of 100, in the greatest majority you can imagine, it it comes true. And I don't know that one failure in a million is probably because, which I can't explain, uh, I don't know the inside of their heart, is that in their heart, they did not trust in the Lord. They kept going back to what, a well-meaning relative said to them or something mm -hmm. that kept them thinking they need to trust in the system. Mm -hmm. And the system is used by God to bless us, not for us to trust in it. So it was, you know what, as you're talking, I'm just, and I know we're almost out of time, but I'm just thinking about a kid who does a lemonade stand. You know, if you're, if Jovi does a lemonade stand, you know, you're going to be making the lemonade. You're going to be doing this. Yeah. You're going to be, it's like, it's kind of like us. It's like, we're going to buy a car. We're going to be, you know, it's like, Jesus is like, can I just help you or, you know, or whatever. Yeah. But it's just, you know, when your kids decide to do something, you know, a hundred percent. Yeah. They're going to make breakfast and it's like, please don't make breakfast. Cause there'll be peanut butter everywhere. And, and, and you, you know, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the amount of work you're going to have to do after the breakfast yeah. in bed yeah. is just like, I can't even handle it. And I felt like that's kind of like, that's what we were with Jesus. God It's like, we we're just going to do it. And he's like, Oh, you're going to make such a mess. Mm. I'm not, you know, just can't we just, just let your father make you breakfast in bed. Yeah. It'll be way better. So yeah. I just had that visual. I remember back when Nicole was in high school, she would just jump in and take over some big thing, like the whole spirit week. And she's got to decorate the halls in a Peter Pan uh, motif. motif. And of course she says, my dad. And, and I'm like, yeah. I work all day. So I'm out at the high school at night building these, you know, yeah. lost boys lofts and all of these, uh, a ship. And I'm in the yeah. hallways all night, every yeah, night. I forgot about that. She just said, my dad will, my dad will, the contractor will come and, and I'm down there with all these kids. And I mean, we're trying and her, yes. and her imagination. I imagined this, my dad will make it happen. Watch. And then she yeah. joined the, the drama 
team and and so in the middle of the drama we could have a great set because my dad yeah and i have to go down there and build these sets and put all these doors where they go and trap doors in the floors and mm. make this production happen by building these sets was, she was like a kid and she just volunteered everything and yeah. then said my dad will make it happen <laughs> and so that's good that's really the picture here we constantly it's not write the checks stand? we it's the lemon that was a good one too okay it's and the breakfast in bed we're constantly writing checks that he, that he has to that he has to cash and uh, we should and sometimes because we count on him yeah. we're dependent on him that's good. and i say yeah. it's way better if you close your eyes and let the holy spirit lead you <laughs> so right. that when you write the check you know it's his will to do mm -hmm. so but he just he does the work he makes it happen yeah and it's cool it feels like our podcast 100 100 episodes we you know we just said i feel like this would be a good idea and and you know we, we could talk to a lot of different people that aren't right in front of us. And the truth, the truth is you did and you yeah, sold us on it. Max, yeah, this is I amazing. Did. And You've done honestly, a great job. It is just fabulous. We and, love it. And I love it. I love doing it. We love it. And I love listening to it. Really, iron sharpens uh, iron. We love know. listening to what Jesus is. Yeah, my family's says. always picking on me about talking to myself. And so I'm, I'm, I love listening. Now you get kind of paid so, for it. Now the audio you know, quality is just yeah. a little bit better. I just, yeah, I just need someone really wise to talk to sometimes, you know? <laughs> so We're that's Max that. or me? No, when you talking to myself. Oh, geez. Come on, Vicky. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> well, thank it. you so much thank for Thank you, that everybody in Mr. Land. And so I love listening to the podcast. Oh, he does because I love what Vicky has to say. Yeah. <laughs> no, he, he usually fast forward. You know that little ten second button. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't. That's great. I love it. We've well, had a great time, and, and honestly, we just want to honor you, Max, and, and the whole team, that's Luke, right. and, uh, Luke and Luke um, and and Yos and and Kevin. Now yeah, it's yeah. like w you make us look good, you make us sound good, and uh, yeah. we appreciate every person out there. And please, please write in and and um, let Max know what you think about this. He's yeah, he's really it's a labor of love. Yeah, yeah, it's a labor yeah. of love. Thank you guys so much. Have and, a great uh, week. We'll see you. I guess we'll see you next on the road. On, on the, the road. road again. On the road again. There you go. All right. See you guys. Just can't wait to get on the road again. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Uncommon Truth. Thank you so much for making us a part of your podcast routine. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation today and would love to get your feedback. You can tell us what you think about today's show at UncommonTruthPodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch to ask questions for Steve and Vicki or suggest a subject you'd like to hear covered. Either way, we'd love to feature your comments on an upcoming episode. If you're new to the show or just haven't done so yet, please take a moment to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps push the show up the charts so more people can find us. If you know someone who would enjoy the types of conversations that happen on The Uncommon Truth, click share on the podcast app of your choice or send them to uncommonpodcast.com. Until next time, have a great week and keep running after Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be.